Amen. Thank you for your generosity, church. I love this church. I love God. I love his people. When we catch on to who he is, we can't help but give. When his spirit lives in us, we can't help but give. Come on, somebody. You can't help but give because his spirit lives in you. So a good piece of chocolate has about 200 calories. As I enjoy two servings per night, a few more on weekends, I consume about 3,500 calories of chocolate in a week, which equals one pound of weight per week. Therefore, in the last three and a half years, I've had chocolate caloric intake of about 180 pounds, and I only weigh 165. So without chocolate, I would have wasted away to nothing about three months ago. <laughs> so I owe my life to chocolate, right? I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey, but then I turned myself around. I have friends that send me stuff. <laughs> Title of my message today is Wait. What? Wait. What? Anyone else have a problem with waiting? Hands? Yeah. Got a few here. In our fast food microwave society, we've, we've conditioned ourselves with impatience. It's part of who we are as human beings, I believe. And that's why one of the fruit of the Spirit is patience. Because it's not one of the fruit of your flesh. Right? I mean, we live in a hurry up, need it, got to have it now culture. Why should we learn to wait? In a few seconds, we can know the weather in China. We can order something online and have it the next day. We can microwave our dinner from the freezer or fridge. Instantly, it's warm, ready to eat. We can instant message someone. Instant message. They get it now. We've conditioned ourselves. We, we have up-to-date news on our phones instantly as it happens. And, and we can FaceTime our friends and family halfway around the world. No wonder waiting is hard. It's a problem for us. And our society tells us that waiting is so old school. Why would you ever want a flip phone? Bob, I love you. <laughs> but you're just so easy to... Waiting. I mean, 
used to, you would have to wait to watch the news to find out what's happening in the world. Now we have news channels. You can tune into any television or you can just get on your smartphone and see what's happening now. Why would we want to wait? The Lord reminds us of something so profound, so life-altering, that if we miss it, I believe we miss out on the most powerful principle that will radically en enhance our lives. There are blessings and purpose in waiting. Say that with me. There are blessings and purpose in waiting. Waiting is so necessary. I want you to look at Isaiah chapter 40 today. Isaiah 40, verse 25, To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal, says the Holy One. This is God speaking. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal, says the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. O oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Anybody ever said that? God, where are you? You don't see me. Come on. I need some help here. Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Verse 31 is translated in another translation. The New American Standard Bible says, Yet those who wait for the Lord. Somebody say wait. 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 What? Really? Do I have to? You don't have to, but you need to. Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. Somebody say new strength. <laughs> they will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. You see, there are blessings and purpose in waiting. Wait, that word wait that, that is translated trust, wait in, in various versions. It's, it's translated from a Hebrew word, kava. 
It means to bind together, perhaps by twisting. To twist, to bind, like a rope. And a rope is so interesting because it's a bunch of little things all twisted together to find new strength. And he says, those who wait, those who twist themselves tightly to the Lord. Kava, to bind together, to twist, to bind a rope, to be strong, to be gathered together, wound together. Waiting on the Lord means binding myself to him, intertwining my life around him so as to gain strength from who he is. It's not just me by myself. It's me bound up, tied together, wound tightly, intertwined with the Lord, which gives me something that I don't have on my own. I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I'm not strong in myself. I gain strength from who he is. I... I become as strong as what I bind myself to. And some of us have bound ourselves to things that are earthly. And there's no strength there. There's nothing that's everlasting there. So God says to us, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll have new strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not be faint because they are gaining strength, new strength from who God is because they have bound themselves tightly together with him. Christy has this, this new plant and uh, it's planted in a pot with, with this wooden trellis. And it has wound itself up. And then she added this metal trellis behind it. And so now that thing is winding itself around that metal trellis. And it's becoming very strong. And it's going to heights it's never been to before because it's attached itself to something besides itself. Something that has strength that it doesn't have on its own. And if you would have left it by itself, it would have wound out wherever. But because she has placed something stronger than it, near it, it has attached itself to it. It's going high. You see, waiting on the Lord is weaving yourself into all that he is. So intertwined that you have his strength and stamina. Intertwined so tightly that when he moves, I move. When, when he stays, I stay. I'm so connected to him. You see, this promise of waiting on the Lord gives you new strength, new heights, new stamina, and a brand new perspective. New strength, strength that only comes from him. 
new heights because he, he gives you the ability to mount up on wings like eagles. You begin to see things. You've got a new perspective and you all of a sudden have something inside of you that makes you last. Things can't wear you out. You ever been in a place where you feel like you're getting worn out? And then you spend time in his presence and all of a sudden you're rejuvenated. There's something inside of you that happens and all of a sudden you got something you didn't have before. And you're able to run and not be weary. You're able to walk and not faint. You're able to keep on moving one step ahead of the other. You just keep going. Everybody's looking at you going, how do you keep going like that? And you're like, it's God, it's God. I'm, I'm, I'm intertwined. I'm waiting on the Lord. And he's renewing my strength. He's making me mount up to, to places I've never been before. He's giving me the ability to run. I'm not a runner. <laughs> I'm not doing that, that Spartan race. I applaud those of you who are. Go, Lori Wojcik. <clears throat> but listen, he's going to give you the ability that you don't have in yourself as you tether yourself to him. And so my question today is why do we run away from him and run to other things that only weaken us, bog us down, keep us tethered to this earth? In Isaiah chapter 30, few chapters before chapter 40, 10 to be exact. This is what the sovereign Lord says, verse 15, the Holy One of Israel says, only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. But you would have none of it. You said, no, we'll get our help from Egypt. They'll give us swift horses for riding into battle. But the only swiftness you're going to see is the swiftness of your enemies chasing you. One of them will chase a thousand of you. Five of them will make all of you flee. You'll be left like a lonely flagpole on a hill or a tattered banner on a distant mountaintop. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. It's the same word, kava. Blessed are those who wait, those who tie themselves, twist themselves, bind themselves together with God who gain new strength, who find blessings and purpose. New strength, new stamina, new perspective, new heights. King David was no stranger to waiting. He spoke in the Psalms from his years of waiting to become king after he was anointed king. <laughs> you see, sometimes there's a gap between what you know you're called to be and do because God has already placed his hand on you. And if you'll tie yourself together to him, bind yourself up near him, get yourself complete with him, you can make it through whatever comes your way. 
Psalmist David said in Psalm 27, verse 7, Hear me as I pray, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You've always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God, of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence, yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Bind yourself, twist yourself, intertwine yourself. Be so connected to the Lord that bravery and courage just flows out of you. King James Version says in verse 14 of 27th Psalm, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. When David was anointed king of Israel, out of all his brothers, you would have thought that the transition to king would have been smooth and uneventful, right? I mean, that's what we think. Anointed, ready, step in, let's go. And yet, he was anointed and chosen by God, but he had to wait. And he had to endure a rocky path to the kingship. Why? Because God was making something out of David. God saw something in him. God was making David a man after his own heart. He was preparing him to be king. We read in Acts chapter 13, verse 22. It's one of my favorite scriptures. God removed Saul, replaced him with David. A man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. And the last part of that verse is the reason why David is a man after God's own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. God said, I see something in David. He has bound himself together with me. He has tethered himself. He has twisted himself so that you can't tell where I begin and he ends. He'll do everything I want him to do. He's so connected to me that when I move, he moves. When I stop, he stops. When I say, be still, he shuts his mouth. When I say, speak, he says, what do you want me to say? He said, David is a man after my own heart, and I'm going to work until that becomes reality. <coughs> Wendy Pope says, if we allow it, our waiting will bring us to an intimate knowledge of God that we would not otherwise have. Most of David's beautiful and poetic psalms were written while in caves, caverns, and the wilderness. 
waiting on God. Our waiting has a purpose for someone other than ourselves. It's not all about us. Just think of how rich our lives are today because of the weight David endured. We have the comfort, the compassion, hope, and healing of the Psalms. You see, waiting on the Lord, weaving yourself into him, binding yourself together with him is necessary to receive the blessings he wants to bring to you and the blessings he wants to bring through you to others. Touch your neighbor and say, wait on him. Wait on him. Sometimes we get so impatient with God. We want results from him the same way we expect to get our french fries from the drive-thru. And all too often we want things to develop according to our plan, not his. And our prayer is not the prayer that Jesus prayed, not my will, but thine be done. Our prayer is my will be done now. I want it and I want it now. You have kids. Or you know kids. It's kind of our childish attitude. Waiting so difficult for us. I mean, just look at Aaron and the children of Israel who were waiting for Moses to come down off the mountain spending time with God. Exodus chapter 32, when the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said. Come on. Make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. Come on. So Aaron said, take the gold rings from your ears of your wives, sons, and daughters. Bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears, brought them to Aaron, and Aaron took the gold and melted it down, molded it, into, molded it, molded it, molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, Oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, Tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. The people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings, peace offerings. And after this, they celebrated the feasting and drinking. They indulged in pagan revelry. And the Lord told Moses, quick, go down the mountain. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. How quickly they've turned away from the way I commanded them to live. They've melted down gold and made a calf. They bowed down and sacrificed to it. They're saying, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Moses and Joshua came near the camp. Moses saw the calf and the dancing, and he burned with anger. He threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf they had made and burned it. Then he ground it into powder, threw it in the water, and forced the people to drink it. Yum. Finally, he turned to Aaron and demanded, What did these people do to you to make you bring such terrible sin upon them? Don't get so upset, my Lord, Aaron replied. You yourself know how evil these people are. They said to me, make us gods who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So I told him, 
Whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. When they brought it to me, I simply threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. <laughs> Blame the flame. Blame the people. Blame somebody other than yourself. We just can't seem to wait. And as we don't wait, we become all kinds of stupid. Come on. You know it's true. But when we wait on the Lord, when we bind ourselves to Him, when we get so twisted up with God, you can't tell where I begin and He ends. And I find myself so connected to Him that I find that I receive the blessings that He has for me. The blessings of new strength, new heights, new perspective, new stamina. Wait on the Lord, Psalm 27, 14. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Chapter 40, verse 31 of Isaiah. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Stand with me. Thank you, Lord. I'm waiting on you Waiting on you Patiently waiting on you And I ain't worried about the time Lord, I seem to find strength while I'm waiting on you. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew. Their strength they shall mount up with wings like the eagles. They shall run and never be weary. They'll walk and shall not faint. That's why I will choose to wait. So I am waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Patiently waiting on you. 
I seem to find I find new strength while I'm waiting strength while I'm waiting I find new strength while I'm waiting on you. Lord, teach us to wait. Teach us to wait, Lord. Teach us to bind ourselves together with you. come to you today asking for your strength, your guidance, your anointing to flow through us as we bind ourselves together with you, as we wait in your presence, Lord, as we spend so much time with you that it becomes obvious that our strength is not from us, but our strength is from you. Lord, I pray for everyone in this room this morning who has not yet bound themselves together with you. That relationship with Jesus Christ that begins this brand new life of waiting on the Lord. 
Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You not have that relationship with him yet. And the good news is you don't have to leave this place the same way you came in. You don't have to leave and be your own deal. You don't have to leave and only rely on your own strength. You can leave this place today bound up with God. You can leave this place today having a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And if that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. We're going to pray together, and God's going to bind you together with him. A miraculous thing will happen. You'll become a child of the living God. You'll find yourself in a new place, able to do things you've never done before, able to be something you've never been before. If you'd like to begin that relationship with Jesus this morning, I want you just to raise a hand. I want to pray with you all over this room. All over this room. Say, yes, I want to, I want to make things right with God today. Anyone? Raise it up high so I can see it. Yes, sir. Someone else. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Romans says if we confess with our mouth Jesus Christ is Lord, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So we're going to do that this morning. I want you to confess with your mouth. We're going to pray together. Open your mouth so you can hear yourself. So every devil in hell can hear what you're saying today. Because you're crossing over from death into life. You're making a brand new step. Hallelujah. Pray with this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. Thank you that you sacrificed your life for me. And I receive of your sacrifice. I thank you that my sins are forgiven, that I have a brand new start. I have a relationship with God. I'm tying myself to God today never to be torn apart again in the name of Jesus. And I declare with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord. And I believe in my heart that God, you raised him from the dead. And I'm saved. I'm saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, church. Let's just praise him this morning.